podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday on which Liverpool take on West Ham United in the Premier League at the London Stadium. Liverpool obviously won the first game between these two sides, 1-0 at Anfield earlier in the year, made tough work of it in the last 20 or so minutes after Jürgen took off Thiago. And we find, we for the first time, I think people really realised there was something wrong with Fabinho because he just looked so statuesque out there. He couldn't move, he couldn't get a tackle in, couldn't get close to their players. The early games had suggested that he's not quite right, but that was the first game where it was really stark that something was very, very wrong. Hopefully, hopefully we get a better Fabinho tonight. He's been a bit better of late. Still doesn't look like he can run very quickly. But rather than looking like Fabinho's dad, he just looks like his older brother or something now. But he is tackling a bit more. He's getting more involved. He's been better defensively. And on the ball, there's been a, a definite tick-up as well. Uh, going into the game, we've obviously got no Ramsey, no Basetic, no Bobby. Uh, he's still out. Jürgen says that by the end of the week, he's hoping he's back in team training. And the same is true of Nabi Keita. He won't be ready for tonight, but could well be ready for our next game. So we'll see. Nabi, I mean, this season's been a complete throwaway for him with the couple of injuries that he's had and with Jürgen not giving him opportunities. He He's obviously leaving like Bobby in the summer. We might not see either of them again. I'm sure Bobby will get a farewell one way or another, but Nabby might just slip out through the back door because all things considered, it will go down as a disappointing transfer for everybody involved, especially for him, because he could have gone anywhere and he turned down other major European clubs to choose us. I'm sure he thought it was going to work out really well and obviously we handed him the, the number eight shirt. There was a lot of expectation because we had 12 months to wait for him and everybody watched compilations and came to conclusions about what type of player he was. And one injury after another has just completely torpedoed his career. When he plays, he's generally really good. He's obviously had some poor games, but he has generally been really good when he's played. He just hasn't played nearly enough. And you can see by the results with him in the team, He's got the highest win percentage of any Liverpool player ever who's played over 50 games. And it's just going to end in this summer in in, in disappointing fashion. Um, 
It will be interesting to see what Jürgen sets out tonight. There is a doubt over Ibu. So Joe Gomez could come in if Ibu is not at 100%. I think this new shape requires quite a lot from Kanate. And he's not necessarily fully comfortable with some of the physical demands. But at the same time, he has looked good in this in this shape. Now, he obviously had a bit of a tough time against Forrest. Awani and him got into a real physical battle. I, I don't know that either of them won the physical battle, but I don't think you could say that, um, that Ibu was clearly the dominant one in that. If he is out and Gomez comes in, Mikel Antonio drifting onto him would be problematic. Uh, in midfield, you'd expect there'll be one change. Thiago should come back in. And there's probably going to be a change in the forward line as well. We'll go around the houses and check the main Liverpool websites. We'll start on This Is Anfield, who've got their 10 key things to know, as well as a couple of suggested lineups. So we'll have a look at these. Uh, first key thing to know, Jürgen is pretty positive about Ibu and hopes that he will play. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, Fabinho, yellow card risk. Fabinho has just one more game to avoid a yellow card to prevent him from a two-game suspension. If he's booked against West Ham, he will miss the games against Tottenham, <clears throat> excuse me, Tottenham and Fulham. And if he avoids the yellow card in the Spurs game, the yellow cards get wiped. So it would be it would be pretty beneficial if he could avoid a yellow card. Because we don't really have an alternative if he's not there. West Ham on the mend. Uh, overall, it's been an o- an underwhelming season for West Ham, who lie 13th in the Premier League, just six points above the relegation zone, albeit with a game in hand. Uh, things have started to pick up. They've had an easy run, as uh, what the main reason. Um, last week also brought an impressive 4-0 win, with Declan Rice scoring for a second consecutive match after a brilliant solo run. The solo run was against Ghent, not against Bournemouth. Um, and I wouldn't call it a brilliant solo run. He didn't actually beat anybody. One defender fell over, and the rest of them kind of ran away. But it was a really good finish. Uh, the one against Bournemouth was a deflected shot. Um, that may well have been going in, but the deflection obviously helped. Um, there's a predicted team here, which has one change in it, which is Thiago coming back in for Curtis Jones. I'd like to see a change in the front line. Uh, Jürgen says David Moyes has to stay purely on the basis of Moyes being the only manager in the league older than Jürgen. Now, obviously, Roy Hodgson is older as well, but he won't be there next season. But I would be surprised if Moyes is still West Ham manager this season, uh, next season, rather, because this season has been a disaster. Uh, Chris Kavanagh from Greater Manchester will be the referee. Uh, Diogo Jota's back up to speed. Mo Salah is hunting more records. 
Salah needs just one more to equal John Toshak's club record of 10 goals against West Ham in all competitions. The Egyptians' next goal will see him become equal fifth on the club's all-time league goal scorers list, joining Harry Chambers on 135. Liverpool have beaten West Ham 33 times in the Premier League. Uh, That's the most they've won against any team. And we've only... Oh, sorry, away. Away we've won 13 games with nine draws. uh, Sorry, nine losses and four draws. Liverpool are currently seventh in the Premier League, having played a game more than Man United, who are fourth and nine points better off. The Champions League is, is a step too far. Let's just sort of focus in on the Europa League for now. Um, this is Anfield. will be running a live match day blog, and that will be up and running from 7 p.m. with Adam Beatty. Right, moving on from there. Uh, there's no point in getting into the the lineups. Who knows what Jurgen will do? Um, European Football Board calls on UEFA to issue new guidelines on handball. I think everybody could do with some clearer guidelines on what handball would be, because every time you watch a Premier League game, there's a handball call that comes up. That is questionable, and nobody seems to have a full grasp of the rules. Uh, there are reports in the Daily Mail, sorry, the Daily Mirror, that we are interested in Calvin Phillips. I just don't see that being true, and I like Calvin Phillips. I think he's a good player, but I don't see City selling to us, and he's had a really poor season there. He's obviously been injured for much of the year, but he just hasn't hasn't played. So they paid the better part of fifty million for him. They're gonna want probably most of that back, and I just don't see that that's good business from our point of view. He's also like twenty seven, I think. And I think we should be looking to get a lot younger than that in midfield. Liverpool to play Bayern Munich in preseason and open new stadium in Germany. So Liverpool will play Bayern Munich this summer in Singapore, as Jurgen Klopp demands that this pre-season must be different. Well, you know, that's that's definitely true. Um, Klopp has acknowledged the failings of last pre-season playing the first friendlies in Asia including a 4-0 defeat to Manchester United quite why and how it was decided not to have any local friendlies against local lower league opposition like Tranmere or Chester as is the norm has never quite been explained but plans for this coming summer are becoming clearer although again there will be no local games Liverpool's players will return for training on July 8th then head to Germany the following week for a training camp in the Black Forest, where Klopp grew up. And they are in talks to play Karlsruhe in a game that will open their new 34,000-seater stadium, the Wildpark Stadion. I saw a picture of this recently, and it does look like it would be quite an impressive place. Um, the match is penciled in 
for July 19th, but is yet to be confirmed. From Germany, the Reds will head to Asia for the mini-tournament in Singapore. They'll face Bayern and either Roma or or Tottenham. Um, Yeah, so that seems to be the plan for now. You'd wonder where they'll go after Singapore. Will they come straight home and continue working there? Or will Jürgen take them to Austria or somewhere like that for another training camp? Um, it's a big preseason for Jürgen. It really is. Because last season was a disaster. Last, last, last summer was a disaster, rather. And he has to get it right this year. Yeah, this, this stadium and the Karlsruhe are building, I think, is to be one of the greener stadiums in Europe. And um, they're planting an enormous amount of trees around it to help with, you know, environmental issues. They've also got their training pitches, I think, to the side. So it's it's a full complex for them. But um, yeah, Carl's were a decent club. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, aren't they the club that gave the world Sean Dundee? I believe they are. Let me just check. Yes, they are. That's who we signed Sean Dundee from. Um, he did well there. Couldn't play for us. Went to Stuttgart. Did well there. Um, went back to Karlsruhe after a year with Austria Vienna. And again, did quite well. So, yeah, he actually had... Did, Sean Dundee is a funny one because a lot of people laugh at Sean Dundee being a Liverpool player. and He actually had a good career elsewhere. It just didn't work with us. And that's obviously the case with a number of players. Uh, on to Liverpool.com. Uh, Liverpool transfer target price falls sharply as Jurgen Klopp can sink blow to nab Wonderkid. Um, who is the player whose price is dropping? Julian Timber. Apparently his price has dropped. Well... Timber's excellent, but he doesn't really make sense for us unless he's going to play right back. And that would require Trent playing in midfield full time, which again, I'm not against, but I'd like it in a four where he plays on the right of the four, not in a three where he's in the middle. Um, The wonder kid that apparently we're interested in is Giorgio Scalvini of Atalanta, a really, really promising young centre back who. I think would be quite a good fit, um, especially into this new shape. Now, he is right-footed, so he'd be an Ebu and Virgil backup rather than someone to fill that left-sided role. But, yeah, I mean, if if we were doing the full rebuild, he'd certainly be somebody worth considering. Uh, there are reports that Aurelian Chouameni is available this summer, that Real Madrid are open to selling him because they want to go in a different direction and bring in... A bunch of other players. Um, now, this piece here says that they paid eighty-eight million for him. That isn't true. That that's the price, inclusive of, of add-ons. So they won't have paid any add-ons yet. If they win the Champions League this year, you'd imagine there'll be some connection there. But um, 
I think Real would probably take a small profit on what they paid, which I think was about seventy million before add-ons. So if we offered, I don't know, seventy-five plus add-ons, you might be able to get him. I think he'd be a brilliant signing. And I said before, if it was me, I I would just go all in for him and Caicedo. We need three, but if I could get those two, I'd just take those two. There's no three for me that would be better than just getting those two. Not within any kind of realistic budget. If you want a third, I'm sure you could get somebody on loan or you could bring in somebody on a Bosman. Um, Not that there's a great class of Bosmans out there this year, but Daichi Kamada wouldn't be a bad signing at all. So, yeah, I'd love us to sign um, Chiuameni. I think he's outstanding. There is also a piece about us wanting Matthias Franca, the young Flamengo Ford, who's an outrageous talent, has a buyout clause of about 200 million. So you'd imagine we'd have to work that down ever so slightly. Uh, on to AnfieldIndex.com. There's two new articles. Um, one is regarding the fact that we will be wearing the white kit for the last time. Um, that kit is is an absolute mess. I, I don't like it at all. And it reminds me of when United wore that grey kit and Ferguson said the players couldn't see each other. Um, we we should have said that we couldn't see each other and just binned it off early in the season. There's a really nice piece here by Sam Maguire on Alex Scott of Bristol. You've heard me talk about him for months now, and I, I think he, I think he would represent a good signing. But my worry would be, will he get the minutes because? He he needs to play to continue to develop. You can't do to him what you did to Carvalho. Um, now, I think he's a more ready-made fit than Carvalho. I think he can be... I think he's going to be a very, very good player. I really do. He was championship young player of the season. He was voted into the team of the season down there in the second tier. He's got so much ability. And when you watch him play, there's a little bit of Thiago in him. The way he moves, the way he passes the ball, doesn't have Thiago's range, but who does? But there's just, the way he throws himself into tackles, he's got quite a bit of Thiago kind of style about him. Um, He's been compared by some to Jack Grealish. I think it's just because he's a good dribbler, but when he dribbles, he dribbles like Thiago. He doesn't dribble like Jack Grealish. Um, Yeah, I'd be very much in favour of adding Alex Scott, but I do think... For him, somewhere like Brighton would be a better move because he'll play and develop more there than he would with us. And that's all I've got then. Oh, a couple of podcasts to point out. There's a new scouted for West Ham. There's a rival recon for West Ham. And there is a Pro Plus where Dave Davis went over the press conference. So that's it. That's all I've got. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, 
where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.